everyone. Welcome to On Brand Brides. I'm your host, Song King. That's song like you sing and king like a king and queen. I am so excited to finally be putting out my first episode. And I say finally because I am a procrastinator and also I've had to re-record this like a few times. LOL. The idea for this podcast actually came to me pretty early last year. Um, Pretty much immediately after we got engaged, I was fiending for wedding content. There are a lot of podcasts and influencers that are posting about wedding planning, but I felt like there was a shortage of stories from real brides. So that's the gap that I hope this podcast will fill. You'll hear from brides and grooms about their planning process, the traditions that were important to them, the details that didn't make it to social media, and how their weddings were a reflection of their own personalities. But For today's episode, it's just going to be me. So before I tell you about the wedding, let me tell you a little bit more about myself. I love to talk, duh, or else I would not be recording my own podcast. I am pretty loud. I'm what my mom calls quirky. (laughs) I love my birthday. I love glitter. I love dressing up for themes. I love Coachella. I'm always dancing even if there's no music. (laughs) I love being a try-hard at group fitness classes, and I absolutely consider myself as type A. Although, because I was really afraid of being a bridezilla, I over-indexed and tried a little bit too hard to be a laid-back chill bride, which I did actually end up regretting a little bit in the end, but I will get into that in a little bit. I love to host. I love to entertain from dinner parties to Halloween parties to birthday parties. But perhaps most importantly, uh, both my husband Adam and I love to travel and we love to eat good food. In fact, most of the time when we do travel, all we do is eat, which probably explains why we took not one, but two month-long honeymoons and why by the end of the first trip, none of the clothes that I packed actually still fit me. (laughs) But I digress. We will talk about the honeymoons in a future episode. So to the wedding. We got married. Adam and I got married at the end of May this year. Um, So by the time this episode is coming out, it'll have just passed the five month mark. We got married in Sayulita, Mexico. And actually, we did not originally want to have a destination wedding. Um, I didn't want it because I feel like most destination weddings, especially in Mexico, tend to be pretty cookie cutter. It kind of feels like you choose a resort, you choose one of their three packages, and boom, done. That's all the planning. No offense to anyone who does do this, but it just wasn't really me. I love planning parties. I love planning events. I love to host. So I knew I wanted to be involved with all of the details of the wedding. But honestly... Planning a wedding is a full-time job. I do not regret being so involved in it, but I definitely underestimated not just the amount of work this would require, but the amount of mental energy required. Even 
at the points of planning where you're not actively having to do anything, the fact that it's this big event that's kind of just looming in the distance can be pretty, I don't know, stressful. And really, once we got to the wedding, I was just so glad to be done planning it, thinking about it and just being able to really enjoy it. But yeah, so we got married in Mexico. And one of the reasons we did decide to do that was we knew that we would be able to stretch our budget a little bit further, although we definitely went over the budget anyway. (laughs) Adam and I both travel a lot, both separately and together. And we really love this region of Mexico. We got engaged in that area. We had traveled to the area a couple of times during the pandemic. So that was really cool to be able to share this place that we had really come to love with our friends and family. And that was especially cool because Uh, Sayulita was pretty new to most of our guests. Most of them had never been there. Some of them had never even heard of it. And that was really cool because it is so close to California where our families both live and where most of our friends live as well. So the wedding itself was a four-day event. Um, I mentioned that I love to host. And one thing that I've learned from hosting is you never have enough time to talk to everyone. So we knew that we wanted the wedding to not be limited to just a single day and that we wanted it to be a whole weekend affair. And since it was at a destination, we wanted it to feel like a planned vacation for our guests. We wanted everything to be as easy as possible for everyone once they were there. So we had everyone stay at the same hotel, which was a lot of work to find a place that would fit us and accommodate exactly our wedding size. But once we did, honestly, it was the coolest thing. It really just made it so easy for everyone to mingle. There were definitely a lot of new friendships being formed. So yeah, going back to just feeling like a planned vacation, the town of Sayulita is very small and walkable. So that made things a lot easier for everyone um, once they did arrive to town. And then we made sure that uh, for all of the official wedding events that we were planning, there would be food and drinks provided good food, of course, an open bar, of course. And one thing that we did that I wasn't 100% sure if we should do this, if it would be worth the money, but we planned shuttles to and from the hotel to the venue. Um, This was one of the best ideas because it ensured that all of our guests were not late to the event, except for me and the bridal party, but I won't get into that later. Um, And it just made it easy for the guests to not have to sort it out. They're in a foreign country. A lot of people don't necessarily speak the local language and uh, they just don't know the area. Um, And especially on the way home, we had an open bar. Everyone was drinking, intoxicated. We didn't want people having to be sorting out rides. It was dark. Uh, Sayulita is a little bit rural. It's a jungle. So we didn't want people wandering these dirt roads looking for taxis while drunk at the end of the night. So um, really overall just made us feel a lot better knowing that the details were sorted and that people had a safe and easy way to get home. And uh, actually, funny story about that, though, (laughs) we almost left someone behind. I was in the very last shuttle and it was kind of this whole big ordeal already because, like I mentioned, we're in the rural jungle. The shuttle van is kind of going up this like dirt, very steep hill. 
And with all of the guests in the car, the van was struggling to get up the hill. And finally, they like get make all of us get out of the car. The van like guns it up the hill, stops, and then we all like run up and get into the van there. And we're about to drive off. And I look in the distance and I see like two people running in the dark, waving their hands. And I'm like, stop the car, stop the car. It's Julia, who's my maid of honor. So um, yeah, so make sure that if you do have shuttles, especially if it's the last shuttle, really just confirm that everyone is there and won't be left behind. (laughs) But yeah, so When we were planning the wedding, really, we just wanted it to be the most fun wedding that any one of our guests had ever been to and hopefully ever will go to. (laughs) So one thing we did was we had themes each of the days. Um, The first day was the welcome party. And that one was uh, at the Grand Villa, which was the kind of event venue at the top of the hill of the hotel that everyone was staying at had this beautiful view of the town. We got that sunset. um, And it really was just like this great welcome, not just to the wedding, but welcome to Sayulita. And the theme was a white party. So everyone, you know, feel like a bride, dress in your best summer whites. The theme was just so cohesive. Everyone looked so good and it was so easy. Most people have a white outfit in their closet already. So that that was re- that was like really great. The pictures looked beautiful. And then for the wedding day itself, um, my dress code was Met Gala, which a lot of people were kind of confused about, understandably. What that really meant to me was be fashion forward and be your most extra self. If you know me, you'll know that I, I can be pretty extra. I just think that, you know, go all out, wear the sparkly thing, wear like that deep V neckline or low low open back or ball gown or whatever it is. Um, I really wanted people to just go all out with what they were wearing. And it really made me happy as well to hear some of my guests kind of telling me how excited they were to shop for the wedding. And I, it just made me really happy seeing everyone kind of really lean in to the theme and like lean into the vibe. Um, And I really think it did set the tone for how we wanted the wedding to be. It was going to be, you know, fun and not just about me, but just fun for everyone and just a really great party. And then on the last day, we had a pool party. So instead of kind of like a farewell brunch, we had a pool party. This event was so cool because one, it was at the hotel pool. That was great in terms of convenience. Uh, Everybody's staying at this hotel. So you wake up a little bit hungover and all you have to do is like roll out to the hotel pool. And there there's music, food, drinks, and obviously good vibes. Um, And that was really nice because, you know, you didn't have to do your hair, wash your hair um, and just, you know, throw a swimsuit on, go down in the pool. Um, And that was really, really awesome and a a really good way to kind of end the weekend um, because it was still like party vibes and it didn't feel like sad goodbye time yet, but still very chill, laid back. It felt very much to me like a party I was hanging out with my closest friends with rather than being the bride. Another thing that we did to really make sure that we had the right energy for the whole weekend was I and Adam too, a curated playlist for the entire weekend. So we did have a DJ at all of our events and it's pretty common to send them a list of like definitely plays or like 
do not plays, but I actually went a step beyond and kind of had three playlists. Those were like all of the songs that I wanted played because every song on that playlist is like a banger or like good memories, good energy. And um, it made me really excited because every song that was played, I was like, oh my God, I love this song, which makes sense because I chose them all. (laughs) It was totally worth it for me, but it was a lot of work. And I think if this is not something that you necessarily care about, um, it's probably not worth all of that energy. But that was really cool. And I had at least two different people mentioned to me how good the music was. uh, And that was definitely validating for me and made it totally worth it. So for all of you people out there who attend weddings, and if there are details like that, that you notice that you really appreciate, definitely tell the bride, tell the groom, because most likely they put in work for that and um, would love some validation and appreciation. So yeah, overall, we just really wanted the whole wedding to be entertaining. And honestly, I wanted it to be pretty dramatic. I'm a pretty dramatic person. (laughs) Um, So things like from the ceremony, which like the music that I chose, um, I like worked with one of my friends to do a custom version of Kanye's runaway song, the piano version. She made a seven minute long version for me because I had kind of visualize exactly how the wedding party would walk down the aisle and it would take exactly seven minutes. Um, Spoiler, it only took three minutes and we ended up not even playing the whole song. (laughs) And then like when I walked down the aisle, it was definitely like that to me was like the drama. So I walked down to Light of the Seven by Ramin Jawandi, which if you watch Game of Thrones, that is the song that plays during the destruction of the Great Sept of Baelor. (laughs) If you do not know this song or you don't remember this scene, please go look it up on YouTube right after this and just tell me after you watch it and listen to it that that is not the most dramatic song song to walk down the aisle to. (laughs) And of course, I didn't just want to walk down the aisle to that song, but I like had choreographed it in my mind where the music kind of builds up and then it crescendos. And at four minutes and 44 seconds is where the vocals come in. It's like, "Ah, ah." (laughs) sorry, I shouldn't sing on this. But that's like the moment that to me is like, that's the drama. So there was like literally nothing happening for three minutes while I waited for that part of the song to come out. But like in my mind, I was like building up the suspense. People were like looking around like, where is she? What's happening? And I wanted it to be like this big wow moment. Speaking of wow moments, that's kind of how I felt about our first dance. I really wanted it to be not just like you know, swaying back and forth. I didn't want it to just be a cheesy kind of slow dancing thing. I always knew I wanted to dance my first dance to something that was a little bit non-traditional. And I'm not a dancer, but I was a figure skater. And one thing about me is that anytime I listen to a good song, I am choreographing the routine in my head. And like that is, that's how I imagine my ceremony. (laughs) That's how I imagined our first dance, which it was very nerve wracking for Adam. 
uh, because Adam would not describe himself as a dancer. In fact, he would say he does not dance, <laughs> uh, but he's such a trooper and he I th- it was his idea actually to sign up for dance lessons. I wasn't expecting him to be a figure skater, a dancer, or anything out there. Um, I just wanted us to have fun and have these big moments, these big lifts and dips and splits and all that stuff, um, which we t- which we totally did. The dance was awesome. There was like a point during the dance where... Um, we kind of like separate. Then we look at each other. I run to him. We do this big lift and he's spinning me around. And like at that moment, these like cold sparklers around the dance floor go off. It's like crazy. Everyone's like, oh my gosh. And like cheering. And like, this is the moment that everybody filmed on their Instagram story. Um, and we're like looking at each other. We're like, this is going really well, right? Like, yeah, it is. Uh, and then we kind of finish the rest of the dance and then the dance kind of ends a little bit more slowly. And I lean over Adam's knee as he's kneeling and kind of extend my leg up into the air. And at that moment, like the fireworks go off into the sky off of this little tiny boat that was like in the ocean, kind of like, I don't know how far, like a hundred feet away from the venue. So that was super cool. And, um, yeah, my only regret about the dance was that we really should have prepped our photographer and more importantly, the videographer for the big moments. Um, So for instance, you can kind of tell that the videographer had no idea the sparklers were going off because he's like in the line of fire as they go off and he's like scrambling through the smoke. And then I just mentioned that part where we kind of separated. Before we came back, Adam literally does a beer bong like in two seconds. And it's so impressive. And most people didn't even notice it. The only people who knew were my maid of honor and her boyfriend who like actually held up the beer bong and maybe some of the groomsmen who forgot to bring the beer bong. (laughs) Yeah, so that was not even really caught on camera. So that's a little bit disappointing. Um, But Again, you live and learn and it's not a big deal. So, And then we really wanted a natural flow to the events. So the fireworks at the end of our dance were perfect because we were standing there and the fireworks were two and a half minutes long, which if you if you ever watch fireworks like a fireworks show, you'll know that a couple of minutes of fireworks is actually quite a long time. So while we're standing there watching, everyone is kind of joining us on the dance floor, taking photos, just watching the fireworks and the music really transitioned. And it it was great because that's when the dance party started and it was perfect because everyone was already on the dance floor. So yeah, so that was just like a really nice, easy progression. So if you can think of some way to really just get everyone onto the dance floor naturally and organically, um, then I would highly, highly recommend it. So another thing that was important to us about the wedding was that we wanted good and memorable food. All the food we served was elevated Mexican food um, and there were no repeats throughout the weekend. This was super important to me because I knew that we were feeding everyone multiple times during the weekend and I didn't want people to feel like they we were just serving them the same few basic options. Hands down, the absolute most fun part about planning the wedding was planning the food. 
Adam and I love to cook. And when we go out to restaurants, one of our favorite things to do is figure out how they made it and talk about what we would do differently to improve it or try to recreate recipes at home. So food and cooking is something that is really important to us. So we had multiple tastings with multiple catering companies and the chefs that we chose, uh, we chose because they allowed us to work with them in order to tailor the dishes to our preferences. Another thing that was pretty important to me was to have appetizers that were one, not crumbly, and two, you would only need one hand to eat it with. I really hate when I'm at a party or a wedding and I'm holding a drink in one hand so I can't eat a dish that you know requires me to hold it and use a spoon or something. So I will say though, re-watching our wedding video, I did realize that we had one dish, a deconstructed elote, which was served in a cup, so it did require two hands. So I guess I am a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, and then for the pool party, we didn't actually use a caterer, but we actually worked with two different local vendors um, that had food that we were just really big fans of. Adam and I were lucky enough to spend a month in Sayulita uh, leading up to the wedding in order to plan for the wedding. And during that time, every few days, we would eat at the same birria taco stand I am obsessed with birria tacos. I hadn't had them before coming to this region of Mexico. And this one in particular was just like top quality. So by the end of that trip, we had asked Diego to be at our wedding because we knew we had to have these tacos there. And in addition to the tacos, we also had a raw bar. If you're ever in Puerto Vallarta and you're in the mood for raw seafood, definitely find them um, on the beach where the river meets the ocean. They don't have a restaurant, but I guarantee you it will be one of the best meals you've had. I recommend it to all my friends and family when they travel to this area of Mexico. So when we decided that we were going to get married in Sayulita, I knew that it was a non-negotiable that we were going to have them at the wedding, which was not actually that easy of a task. Um, like I said, they don't even have a restaurant, so contacting them was a little bit difficult. And once we finally were in contact with them, they told us that probably they could be there, but to check back with them a week before the event just to confirm. And let me tell you, I love this place. It was one of the parts about the wedding that um, I was most excited about. Actually, the photo that I posted to announce our engagement was just a picture of the oysters from here and like me holding an oyster and like flashing the ring. So pretty iconic moment, pretty iconic place. And I am just really glad that it ended up working out. The only exception to um, all of the Mexican food during the weekend was during the rehearsal dinner. We actually had sushi, like a full-on omakase meal. And this was very on-brand for me because there was a point in my life where I was literally having omakase at least once a week. I love sushi so much more than your average sushi lover. Uh, so it was pretty cool that we did find such a cute little spot to host a rehearsal dinner. The first time Adam and I ate at this restaurant, we weren't even through the second course yet when we asked 
asked the chef to cater the rehearsal dinner. So that was really cool. So really the way that Adam and I approached wedding planning was we were going to do whatever the F we wanted and only do the stuff that we wanted to do. So we didn't want to follow any traditions just for the sake of tradition. So things like bouquet and garter toss, ick didn't do those. We didn't have a cake. First of all, Adam and I are just not cake people. So we knew that like we didn't care about eating the cake too much. And I feel like most people don't really eat the cake at a wedding anyways. Half the time, I don't even notice it getting served. And then we didn't want to have a cake just for the photo. Um, We were pretty adamant about not having things that we were doing purely for the photo op. So we instead actually had a fresh churro stand, which was so much better. um, So delicious. Actually, I say delicious, but I actually did not even get a chance to eat a churro, but it definitely smelled delicious. (laughs) I actually didn't get a chance to eat any of our late night snacks. Um, In addition to the churros, we had al pastor tacos, but I did eat dinner though, so I didn't miss everything. So we did do, you know, whatever we wanted, but there are a couple of things that I would do differently. So the first one being, I should not have tried being too chill of a bride. There were too many little details or things that I cared about that I really should have just put in the effort and time to make sure that it happened. So the first thing is I didn't share out a day of schedule and that was a mistake. Um, Not even just because we ended up being behind schedule, but really just to decrease the number of questions that I was getting um, because people didn't know where they needed to be or when they needed to be there. Um, People were constantly asking me. um, And normally I'm really happy to answer questions and everything. But when you're just, when you have so many things to do and so many things on your mind, that's really something that would have been more easily offloaded to someone else. I really should have just delegated the task for that morning. So At some point, we were supposed to be leaving soon, and I realized that my veil hadn't been steamed, not all of the bridesmaids' dresses had been steamed, Um, and all of this I was realizing while I was still trying to finish my vows. Actually, I had finished the vows already, but I needed time to copy the text from my computer onto written note cards because I was pretty adamant that nobody standing up at the ceremony would read off of their phones. No offense to anyone who does this, but I think it's super tacky. So I, of course, added more work for myself. So hair and makeup was at my villa at the hotel and Adam and his groomsmen got ready at the villa at the venue. This is definitely something I would do differently. First of all, we were late to the venue uh, for a couple of reasons, including the ones I mentioned before. But then after all of that was happening, we realized that the taxi I had booked to take the bridal party to the venue got tired of waiting and already left. And it took almost an hour for us to get another taxi. And because we were late, we ended up skipping all of the wedding party and the family photos. If I could do this over again, I absolutely would have had both 
parties get ready together at the venue. First of all, it would have just been easier to coordinate, but it would have been way more fun as well. For me, I didn't really care about Adam not seeing me before the wedding. So I think in hindsight, that would have been the best option. So That's definitely an example of something that I just did because that's what other people do. But I wish we hadn't and I wish we had gotten ready together. Another thing that I did because I was trying to be chill was skip the rehearsal. I actually had to convince Adam that we didn't need a rehearsal. I was pretty adamant that like, we're just walking down an aisle. Why do we need to practice walking? Everyone's going to forget anyways by the day of the wedding. That was a total mistake. <laughs> As I kind of mentioned earlier in the episode, I had like visualized what how everything would look and not rehearsing the wedding party walking down the aisle is definitely what resulted in just everyone walking too close to one another and too quickly. Um, Another call out is that our ceremony was on the beach and I really hate sand. So we did have bamboo mats out, but they were pretty uneven and it was still hard to walk. So this is definitely something that would have been useful for at least the bridal party, anyone wearing heels to have practice walking on um, in advance. My mom, actually funny story, both of my parents walked me down the aisle and my mom was like stepping on my dress as we were walking. And I'm like whispering to her like, mommy, mommy, you're stepping on my dress. And it was because she couldn't walk and she kept tripping. So like she stops me and my dad and like takes off her heels and is like waving them in the air as we walk down the aisle. It was actually quite a hilarious moment. So in the end, um, it was totally fine. (laughs) But once we did walk down, get down to the aisle, there was a little bit more chaos in that I had, again, choreographed this in my mind where the bridal party would be was standing behind me um, at the altar. And then Adam's groomsmen were standing behind him. But when everybody sat down for the ceremony to start, I actually wanted, um, both parties to sit down, but not just sit down. I wanted the bridal party to kind of cut across and sit on the side that Adam was standing. And the same with the groomsmen to be sitting on the side that I was standing in my mind, this wouldn't be too complicated in practice. Everybody was like running into each other. It was chaos. And everyone's like, what is going on. I literally turned to the audience or (laughs) audience turned to the wedding guests. And I'm like, guys, we did not rehearse this. Um, clearly. (laughs) Although I will say, even though we did not rehearse, shout out to my father-in-law who officiated our wedding. He remembered to move for our first kiss. So yay, one thing went well. And um, please do make sure to remind your efficient to move. I always feel so bad when they don't and couples first kiss photos just like have this person standing in the back kind of staring at them. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so since we ended up skipping the rehearsal, the rehearsal dinner was really just a chance for us to celebrate with our wedding party, our parents, the people who really went above and beyond to make sure that Adam and I had the absolute best time at our wedding. 
whether it was, you know, during the weekend itself or leading up to the weekend. The person who really deserves the biggest shout out for this is my mom. So my mom actually made my wedding dress from scratch. She and I went shopping for lace together. We found this beautiful lace with like a really cool pattern. I don't even know how to describe it, but I was like very, very set on having like a cool design that was not florally. And then so we found that and the way she made it, it it's just the dress fit me so well. It was exactly the style I wanted. The fabric stretched a little bit. It passed what I call the torque test. Um, so anytime I was trying on that dress or the dress fittings that I had before we decided my mom would make the dress for me, I would like get down low (laughs) and make sure that, um, I could dance in the dress. So that was really cool. And it just ended up not only being like the most beautiful, perfect dress, but it was obviously so special that my mom made it. So after the ceremony, kind of partway through the reception, I changed into my second dress And that was also a dress that my mom made for me. So this one was not from scratch. What she did was she took a white lace Aoyai that she had had made for herself for her 30th anniversary party. And Aoyai is like a Vietnamese traditional long dress, um, like with the high collar, the high slit and the pants underneath. So what she did was she took this dress and she cut it, made it short made the pants into shorts. Um, So that was really perfect because it was really fun. It was really comfortable again and um, was really helpful for our first dance because otherwise it would have been flashing everyone. Um, And then not only the dress, she actually made me a pair of sneakers to change into as well. She had taken the lace from the parts that she cut off the dress, applique them onto the shoes and put like pearls and rhinestones and stuff all over them. So yeah, she is a superstar. And actually, it doesn't stop there. She also made the dress that I wore to rehearsal dinner. And this dress was super special because it was actually her wedding dress. It was the dress that she married my dad in. It was like this beautiful 80s style dress with these huge puffy shoulders, um, which she kind of modernized the dress by making it open back and making it off the shoulder. Um, And then taking out like the really big skirt and putting in a simpler, more modern short skirt. So... Yeah, it was just so special to be able to wear the dress that she got married in. And I just felt like such a princess. And I really appreciated it because, you know, she put in so much work and things like the reception dress and the rehearsal dinner dress. Neither of those were things that we had discussed before and I had no expectations. So really, she just went above and beyond. So everyone, please give a standing ovation round of applause for my mom. And one of the coolest things is she doesn't even do this for a living. Um, She's not a tailor, a seamstress, or she never has been. My mom actually used to make all of my figure skating dresses growing up. So I may be biased here, but I've always had the best skating dresses. So she's just really a one of a kind, talented artist. And I am just so lucky to have her. So really my only regret um, when it comes to the dresses and stuff is that I at no point got a picture with just my mom during the entire wedding weekend. (laughs) 
this has got a little bit absurd. And I think it's just a testament to how much fun we were all having um, that we kind of forgot to take pictures. But yeah, this was kind of just a pattern or a theme. Adam and I ended up skipping pretty much all of our photo shoots um, in favor of spending time with our guests instead. We did do a first look, which I will say that I feel like they're kind of overrated. Um, It was pretty awkward, a little cringy. It was absolutely the right move to do photos together before everything started since once everything did start, we were completely over pictures. But the first look itself didn't really need to be a first look, quote unquote. Um, I think the idea of, you know, tapping on someone's shoulder and trying to capture this like surprise moment just feels so staged and uncomfortable. But I will say that I am really, really glad we took that time to take pictures and really just took that time to ourselves without everyone else before all the craziness started. The photos that we did get back from our photographer were exactly what we wanted. We said that we wanted the action shots. Um, We wanted to really just capture the moment and the essence of the wedding. And the candids, I will say, were chef's kiss. They're just so great. We got pictures of not just me and Adam, but we got a lot of really great pictures of our guests as well. So that was really cool. And I should probably share those pictures out with people now because it's been five months. (laughs) This episode is getting way too long and I feel like I've barely scratched the surface. Um, But keep listening to future episodes. I will definitely be sharing more details and stories from the wedding weekend. Follow me on Instagram at Song King to see pictures and videos from the wedding. Thank you to my husband for doing at least 50% of the wedding planning and for handling 100% of the communications the weekend of the wedding. And for not getting too upset that I keep referring to it as my wedding instead of our wedding. And then last but not least, thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen. Okay, love you. Bye.